everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Manscaped and brought to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles, and boy, do we have a special interview for our listeners today. One of the newest members of the NIU football team, but someone that definitely made a splash in their first season here in DeKalb. Let me check in with my co-host, Ethan, and then we'll go ahead and get started with today's interview. Ethan, how are you today, man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited to get this guy on. It's a guy that I mean, I, I've talked about him a lot on the podcast this season. was hoping that he would break one out, but this year wasn't it, but I know he's going to break one out next year. Brandon, go ahead, man. Yeah, so today we're joined by a man who in the span of the last six months went from walk-on to scholarship athlete, from scholarship athlete to week one starter, from week one starter to second team All-Mac, and from second team All-Mac to All-American. And like I said, all in the span of the last six months, a product of Crete Monet High School, Huskies on Tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you Trayvon Rudolph. Trayvon, how are you today, man? I'm doing good. How about you? Hey, we're happy to have you here on the show. And, you know, a name that most of Husky fans weren't familiar with, like I said, about six, seven months ago, you were new to the program, you were a walk-on, you really earned your way. How would you say, you know, you were able to adapt so quickly once you got to campus? Uh, I would say I adapted quick just because uh, just my position of coach, Coach Tony, and how the wide receivers are. So we have a good bond, and you know, I know Tyrese Richie. He's a uh, he's my big cousin. So I found that out when I like a week or two when I got here. So just looking up to uh, like all the older cats, you know, them bringing me under their wing. It was just like I re- like really respected that, just cause some some people wouldn't do that. They're like they'd be like, "Uh, oh, he's a newbie. So why would I want to help him? I'm trying to you know focus on myself, but." You know, my position group, I really uh, mess with them just because, you know, they put me under the wings and just put me in the best situation I could be in. Yeah, Rudolph and Richie has a special ring to it, and you guys definitely did your thing out there on the field this year. I saw when doing my show notes here for the show that you ran track and you played basketball in high school. What ultimately made you decide that football was the best sport for you to continue playing? Uh, I chose football as uh, my dyna- uh, dynamic sport because um, – I just feel like I can, you know, put all my anger out on the field and do what I have to do. But like basketball was just something, you know, just to, you know, stay in shape when really something I was really planning on doing in long term. Track, I started that, you know, just to get faster and prepare for my football season and, you know, my career going on forward. So I did that just to prepare and get my form and everything ready. So after choosing football, you were offered a scholarship from eight of the schools that initially recruited you. Of the schools that didn't give you a scholarship, NIU was one of them. What factored into the decision to really just kind of bet on yourself and come to NIU knowing that nothing was really guaranteed with the scholarship not being offered? Uh, Personally, I I felt like it was on me just because, you know, I tried to decide, but at the same time, I felt like it was still a learning experience just because you just see who really, you know, give you they all and just, you know, who trust you. So I feel like NIU, it was like, uh, me personally, I felt it was a big thing just because they put their trust in me and gave me the opportunity to still play football. But I feel like I was I was down for it just because I'm a competitive person. So I really wasn't worried about coming here and earning what, you know, I deserve. And after like the first season and everything that happened with the changes, like, 
I just feel like you were one of those main competitors this season. We talked about you week in, week out. We felt like you were a guy that in your first season made a name for yourself and will make a name for yourself going forward. So, um, you know, props to you and, and really just hell of a freshman season. Appreciate it. So I got to ask you, everyone that, you know, watches NIU, all the fans saw the video the day you got your scholarship, man. And I don't even think you realized it once you caught the pass, but take us through that morning practice. The sun hadn't even risen yet. You go on a nine route, you catch the pass in the end zone and everyone storms you. You have no idea what that pass meant to you. Take us through that moment and just, you know, how that felt to get your scholarship before we even started started the season. Catching the ball, you know, just not getting conditioning. It was a, a plus, but, you know, realizing when coach, you know, everybody came up to me, regardless, it was the offense and defense. Everybody was just, like, excited that I caught the ball. But just going up to Coach Ham, and he was like, did you actually look at it? And I looked down, and it was just like – it was shocking just because – you know, I wasn't expecting it. I was just, you know, expecting us not getting conditioned. Like, we just wouldn't go conditioned at the end of uh, practice. But it was a big thing because, you know, that's what I've been working for. So I was very excited for me. And then just to call my family and my mom just to say, you don't have to worry about anything anymore. You know, it's good. It was just a big part. And then just having my teammates there, it was a big part too, just because, like, for like a short period of time, then, like, we got real close over the, like, over them couple months and it just it was a big part of them being there and me just calling my parents yeah and I was gonna say when we you know we recorded an episode I think a day or so later and both Ethan and I were like the kid caught an absolute dime pass in the end zone broke off the corner and just ran back to the huddle like it's what he normally does so and we saw you make plenty of big plays this season so I was very happy to see that happen for you and happy for your family too because Ethan and I know just as well as anyone this tuition although it's cheap for most schools in Illinois it's still a lot of money (laughs) yeah I mean one thing too like Brandon just talked about it was just another rep and I think that that speaks about what kind of player you are on the field you know you're not looking to make any any celebration anything like that you're just out there next rep you know making the most of it so Obviously, that day getting the scholarship probably up there in terms of your top three moments of your first season at NIU. But what are those three? If the scholarship's up there, where does it fall within that top three? Personally, I say the scholarship would be number three just because how, like, my work ethic is and just how, you know, how I got pushed growing up. So it was like I I expected it coming sooner or later just because, you know, I like work and I compete. You know, I just don't, you know, lay back. I want to, you know, make myself known like I'm here and I'm just ready for, for everything. But um, I say my top one would be, you know, making an All-American list just because coming from a, like a school, Creep Monique, just coming from that school, we really don't get looked at college-wise. So just give me the opportunity just to say, like, I'm on that list. Be like, I actually worked for it. And people know, like, this is just not, you know, a, a kid that came out of high school, top probably top one, top 10 Illinois. Like, this is a kid that actually worked for what he wants. And I say number two would be, you know, making an all, uh, what's it called, the MAC, all MAC second team, just because, you know, some people don't get the opportunity to even make a team as being on a college team. So I felt like that would be number two. Yeah, and I was going to say, I actually uh, know one of your coaches from Crete. Uh, did I say it wrong? I'm very bad. Is it Crete Monet or Monet? I said, Monet. I try- oh, man, I had such a power. I said such a powerful intro, too, and now I sound like an asshole. But I have a I have a guy that 
by the name of Greg Barksdale that coaches over there that I played semi-pro football with. And uh, my company that I work for outside of on tap represented him as in his professional football, you know, with arena and all that stuff. And I just remember being in the press box week one and I messaged him and I go, look, I know he just got on scholarship right now, but this kid Trayvon Rudolph is going to be special. And that was before the, or maybe, maybe you made a couple of splash plays in Buffalo, but it was definitely that night. And then sure, sure enough, week in and week out, big kick returns, nice catches. I want to see some more end arounds because you got the speed. But overall, an amazing freshman year. And like you said, you did it the hard way. You are someone that embodies what the hard way is about. Who I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyrese Ritchie, but who are some of the other players that really helped you in this transition from being a high school athlete to a college level athlete? Uh, I would say like just uh, college, uh, high school wise, I go back on like, it's like, Coach Kaneki and like just something like all my coaching crew, but like and then some of my brothers. But like coming here at NIU, I would say it was Billy, just because like he's one of like a, a close person that I'm really with. You know, we work on it together, so it'd be him just because you know I push him, he pushed me. But you know, he just he uh, he earned his scholarship, you know, the hard way. But we just push each other just because we're very competitive people. So I would say it was it was. Billy and Vito, he's a DN. You know, we just came from like schools that, you know, really don't get looked at and we, but we compete, you know, and grind and just, you know, try to just make it out. So I want to go back on something you, you talked about earlier. Is there actually a relationship there with Tyrese? Are you guys actually cousins? Uh, yeah. So I came, what's it, I came like two, three weeks, like during before the season started. So before the season call started, my dad called me. It was like, uh, do you know a dude named Tyrese Richie? I'm like, yeah, he, you know, he's a wide receiver. So he's like, yeah, that's your, that's your cousin. I was like, my cousin? He's like, I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, that's your, like, that's your real cousin. I'm like, cause he's like, I'm like, oh, but I never, like, I never actually looked at his name. And like his, he has the same last name as my other cousin it's Richie. But I have I didn't really notice it. And then I, you know, I called him up and I started, we started talking. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, so and so, like them your cousins too. He was like, Yeah. So when I found that out, it was just like, oh, okay. You know, and there was nothing like before this. Like you didn't know anything prior to coming to NIU, nothing like that. Yeah, I was gonna say no no holidays, no family reunions, you never cross paths. No, not at all. That's crazy. That's, yeah. that, that's such a small world that you guys both ended up at the same school. And and we know Tyrese's story. You know, he originally went to NIU and then went down back to JUCO and he made his way back up here. He led the MAC in receptions last year. And honestly, I'll say it and tell him blue in the face, he's the best receiver in the MAC. No debate. Definitely. I can agree with that. You know, he's a, he's a very competitive and hardworking person that, you know, people won't even see. But, you know, they'll see it soon. They'll see it next season. Absolutely. So I know you talked a little bit about Billy. I know we, we talked about him a little bit on the show and we're glad he earned his scholarship. But if you had to name your three best friends on the team, who would they be? Uh, I say Billy, Keon, and probably Vito or Messiah. A couple of receivers and a defensive guy. We love to see that. And I know you've only been here for a little less than a year. For most of that time period, a lot of our restaurants have been shut down or more or less just carry out or delivery. If you had to get one meal in DeKalb, it's your last meal here, 
where are you going and what are you getting? I go to Fatty's and get the Husky Burger. Absolutely love to hear that. And for those of you that don't know, Fatty's is open inside. The bar and the restaurant area are open. We don't usually like to give out free ad reads here on the show, but our friends over at Fatty's are open. So I feel like this is the perfect time for me to transition to our friends over at Manscaped. You ready for some football? The biggest game of the year is upon us on February 7th in Tampa Bay, and it's time to get your balls feeling super. Our partner at Manscaped are here to tell you to join the already 2 million men who trust Manscaped products for their below-the-waist grooming needs. Use the best tools to reduce nicks and cuts before the best game and choose the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. I got this in the mail about two or three months ago when we started our partnership with Manscaped, and the products that they have in there are amazing. Take a look at the Lawnmower 3.0, best shaving products here in the industry. They got the ceramic blade, the skin safe technology. You are definitely not going to be cutting, nicking, or scraping any of those sensitive areas. Believe me when I tell you this is the Super Bowl champion of ball trimmers. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, which are also going to keep you fresh down in that area. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Get prepared for Super Bowl weekend and hell, Valentine's Day is right around the corner while we're on that topic. But go ahead and check out our friends over at Manscaped. Use promo code ONTAP to receive 20% off and free shipping on your order. Definitely give them a look. Don't forget to use that promo code. Help us help you. We're going to go ahead and get back into the interview. Trayvon, we talked a little, or I did, I'm sorry, I was talking a lot there. I talked a little bit about the Super Bowl. We got an interesting matchup with the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who do you think wins the game and why? Uh, I will go with Tom Brady just because you can't, like how I see it, and, you know, just his, based off his stats, you just can't go against him in the playoffs. I feel like regular season, you know, it's, you could go against anyone in the regular season just because, you know, Certain teams really don't care. You know, they just care about making the actual playoffs. But, you know, people, when they get in the playoffs, they have different mentalities. So I feel like with Tom Brady, he, his whole mindset, it has another switch. So when he switches it, you just can't go against him. So I would be going to get with Tom Brady. I said the same thing. Like, if he was able to get past Rodgers, like, I feel like the Bucks were going to be that team to really be dangerous. And the Chiefs, I don't know. I feel like they're just sitting comfortable. Like they're back where they were last year. Then like Tom Brady in the playoffs, Trayvon, you said it, man. That's he, he just flips that switch. We're on to the topic of the NFL. I, I got to ask, was there a wide receiver that you watched growing up that you kind of model your game after? Uh, I watch uh, Tyler Lockett. What about like his game stands out that you really liked about him? Now, me personally, he just like, he's just a little guy that people, you know, think they could just pick on and, you know, really wouldn't do much. But if you actually watch him and his technique and, like, the grind he does, it's just, like, he gets catches, he gets, like, off the line that people wouldn't even think he was just because they base him off his size. So, me, I'm not that tall, you know, I'm not that strong. But, you know, at the same time, I, I have enough that, you know, I won't – he won't just allow anyone to bully him. He, you know, you, you got to work to do anything. So, his work ethic is there. And I got to ask you, you know, you're from the greater Chicagoland area. Are the Chicago Bears your favorite team? No, not even. Oh no! Oh no! Well, I'm glad you don't wait, have to not, enjoy not the misery. Now I got to ask the follow-up question: Is this like a result of this past season, or were you just never a Bears fan? Oh, um, I was never like I was never a Bears fan, but I like liked certain people on the Bears. But I, I am not a Bears fan just because on the decisions in the front office and just 
just the whole office in general. I feel like they just need to stop, you know, going based off paper and go based off like what they do in big games. Like I feel like they should get they should have got either Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. They had the opportunities to actually get an elite quarterback. And they I was about to say, say it with your chest. We need to get this Ryan Pace <laughs> and sweaty Ted Phillips up in and house hall. And I'm saying like you give it three years. And I think the Bears could possibly get the next Devin Hester with Trayvon Rudolph. That's I look. You watch the kick returns. Like I'm up there. I was in there the last home game of the year. We had the entire suite to ourselves, and like I was just my phone was glued to the window on every kickoff, just waiting for that kickoff to uh, for the kickoff return to break. And you know, like I said in the beginning, unfortunately we didn't get it. But man, I know I was in the press conference asking you when were we gonna get one. You were anticipating one every week, but man, I'm I'm telling you, the next Windy City Flyer, it's here in Decatur. Yeah. That's why um, Devin Hester and uh, when Tavion Austin was in college, I used to look at both uh, Devin Hester while he was at the Bears and Tavion Austin when he was with, I believe, yeah, Western Virginia. They was just like it was elite on like Tavion. He was just quick, quick and fast, and like no one could stop him. Devin, he just had the mentality every every time. You, I'm just taking it to the house. Yes, so sir. just watching, yeah, watching them two, it was just elite. I was gonna say Austin Stedman Bailey and Geno Smith were electric at West Virginia, and then they Devin Hester. That like they used to score like sixty points a game, and then like yeah. that's how Geno went all the way up on the draft boards. And his NFL career hasn't panned out, but he is like probably, if I had to say it, like a top fifteen or top twenty-five all-time college QB for sure. Yeah, but I gotta say, back to our Bears. If you want to hear pain, misery, rinse, repeat, and recycle, we have Bears coverage, our Bears on tap, and just the whole, like, the whole consensus among Bears fans is, like, exactly what you said. It's, like, the people in the highest position to make these big decisions have a history of not making the right decisions. They've done well with guys like Roquan Smith uh, this year with Jalen Johnson and Cole Komet, but it's, like, when you are in charge of potentially the biggest draft blunder – in modern day sports history, since Michael Jordan, like you got to look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, what are we doing? Like, and for right. me, for me and Ethan, we do, you know, thoughts and prayers to our guy, Mitch, the MVP. He'll probably go and play somewhere and be successful, but the future is not looking bright here in Chicago. Who is your favorite NFL team? Uh, I'm just the Buccaneers just because I'm a big Tom Brady fan growing up like literally I was number 12 every time like on every team I played on just because I wanted to you know at first I was a quarterback so I wanted to be like him so I was just 12 every time but it was it's the Bucks and then it's the Seahawks because I'm a, I'm a I like Russell Wilson too and then Tyler Lockett I think TR12 has a solid ring to it <laughs> yes definitely I don't know I think it does so obviously um, we're, we're getting back into uh, football shape a little bit here. And, you know, we've seen pictures on Twitter. You guys are already starting to work out how have spring practice has been going. Who's one guy on each side of the ball that you expect really to make a big impact next year? Um, I will say coming back, it would be Lance, Lance and KP, just because, you know, they have like slight, they had slight injuries last season and just them coming back and then working on, you know, trying to be a hundred percent, and we have actually the times, you know, to prepare. So I feel like, you know, they're going to bring that explosive to the defense. And offensive-wise, I feel like the whole – just the whole offense in general, just because we work and make sure, you know, we're on top of everything. Same, like, O-line, they make sure 
you know, they're competing, wide receivers, we make sure we, you know, just working on our, the little technique that matters and running backs, little technique, and then adding Rocky to, you know, the QB room, that's just bringing more competitive to, like, Dustin and Rodney, you know. You talked about something about having more time to be prepared. I, I've said that really since the last game of the season, you know, a lot of fans are, are concerned about where this team is going. And I said, look, you, you look at how this timeline panned out for the Mac this year, six games, it kind of really seemed rushed. What do you think this full off season will really do? Because that's, like I said, I've praised this since the last game of the year. It was an unfortunate season, but now like we're in February we're about to be in February and we're, we're already talking football spring practice. Where do you think this full off season will take this team next year? I feel like this, this off season really going to shock a lot of people. Just not like our fan base, just like just the whole Mac, just because like we, we was a young team, but just us being a young team, that wasn't an excuse. We, every game we played, we learned like the mistakes we did and we learned like we had goods, but we also had the bads. So it's not like the offseason is getting us prepared so we can, you know, not just show people like, yeah, we, you know, we not, we're that team just to show people like we didn't have enough time to actually get prepared and show you what we all are capable of. So I feel like it's, you know, it's going to be a big shock to everyone. Yeah. And I was going to say, you bring up a guy like Rocky Lombardi coming into that quarterback room, someone, one of the only two quarterbacks in the nation to beat that vaunted Northwestern defense. And when it pertains to, you know, the fan base and, and our guy, Daniel Crawford said it, you know, best last week on the show, you got to stay away from the rat poison. And as much as we want people to tune into our show and listen to our episodes and, and, and read our articles, you know, for the players, it's all subjective. Of course, we love having you on the show. But during the season, I mean, we, we don't have players on during during the season for a reason because we want you guys to focus on football. And the way the season panned out, obviously, at 0-6, no one anticipated that, and no one's proud of that. But like you said, you guys have been working hard. And one thing we hammered home on the show every week is we really just tried to find spots that the team got better at. And – Going into next season with the way the Mac is and all of the quality players that are moving on to the NFL, it's a wild, wild west type conference. It could be wide open for anyone to win on any given year. Ball State was in our very position last season. They go out and put a whooping on Buffalo. And I, re I don't remember what bowl game they were in, but they played an undefeated San Jose State team. And they went out to like a 31 to nothing lead against them and absolutely smacked them too. So the Mac is a conference that has quality teams. And while we were on a down year, the one most important part for us moving forward is you're all young and you get that extra year of eligibility. We're seeing it with some of the older guys like Kyle Pugh and Lance DeVoe. So, you know, there could be an opportunity for you at the end of this to maybe get a graduate degree. But I got to ask you for your undergrad degree, what are you majoring in? And, and how have you been, you know, dealing with the Zoom University, as me and Ethan like to call it? Right now, I'm doing physical education. I picked that just so I could be a, like a gym teacher or something. Just so I could, you know, still, if I don't make it all the way, come back and be a coach somewhere. But I feel like a gym teacher, just, you know, that's easy. I could be like the fitness weight room type of guy. But I just want to really just to touch base back in coaching if I really didn't make it to NFL. So here's an interesting one for you. We just recently updated our NCAA, I think 14 football rosters. Your speed was listed at an 89. What do you think if 
NCAA came out with a new game tomorrow. What would your speed and overall rating be? Like, what would you be okay with? Speed-wise, I truly don't know. I, 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 me like if, I threw, I if I threw out like a 93-94, you think that's accurate? Yeah. Okay. All right. Overall, so – uh, this one's tough, Brandon. We got we got to we got to put this one together here. I'm I'm gonna say about like, <laughs> and I'll have you know, Trayvon reminder, and we tell everyone that we tell the rating on the show. These are made by someone who just like probably lives in their mom's basement and just grinds. <laughs> there is like a huge cult following of NCAA 14 because it's the last of its kind. But like for example, Ethan came in the other day, and we really liked the team Coastal Carolina this year. They were fun to watch. They got a cool field. They all got the mullets, and they just grounded and pounded you until. You couldn't do anything about it. And Ethan comes in. He's like, yo, dude, I got the I got the mod for the game. And it's like Coastal Carolina and New Mexico State Jersey. So they try their best. But until we get the, the proper developers, the ratings are always going to be subjective. But with the regular rating system, as a freshman, too, we're going with – I'm going with, like, you know how in recruiting you get, like, the hidden gem when you find the hidden gem? We're going yeah. from, like, that freshman year, like, 72 to an 80 is where I got it at. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think first year, playmaker like that, I think with the kick return ability, that speed's That's going a 99. Up. That's 100% yeah, a 99. Up. Yeah, <laughs> but, hey, five years, four years more left in the eligibility, there's a lot more room to get to that 99, and I think it's going to happen. I think it could happen if they made that game tomorrow. Appreciate it. So we talk about the kick returning aspect of it. That's how you landed yourself on the All-American team. What was that moment like for you? And, I mean, we t- I talked about it in the intro. When you got here, you know, six, seven months ago, nothing was guaranteed. Could you ever have imagined that in your wildest dreams at the end of year one to be rewarded with such a high honor? Not at all. The goal was just to, you know, make the All-Mac team. I wouldn't really expect them to be All-American. But I feel like – me personally, I deserved it, but you know, at the same time, it's it's more confidence. Uh, like you know, more stuff gonna come. One thing I want to ask: What are some of the goals for next season as we start to wrap up our interview here? What are some things that you yourself look forward to, and what do you think that the Husky fans can look forward to after kind of a tough year, but really, like you said, a year that is gonna shock the MAC and our fans? Me personally, uh, you know, still doing good on kickoff return, but. Uh, actually score you know one or two or more just you know score in general just not be a a dominant threat on you know special teams but you know also be a dominant threat on the offensive side and you know this year instead of being second be first all all mac team and try to make another all-american team but yeah so you said one or two but Set a goal for yourself on right here on Huskies on tap. How many kick return touchdowns are you getting next season? I'll go with four. I, I was going to say four myself. So I'll go with four. Let's no, go. my video's not working, but I'm doing the D'Angelo Russell right now. I'm just tapping my veins. <laughs> like, let's go. I'm here for that. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we'll be out there. I'm going to have like 20,000 camera rolls of you just – I'm actually going to have a real camera by next season. It ain't going on my phone. But a lot a lot of uh, kick returns, a lot of the back year jersey and just – disgruntled linebackers and DBs and fullbacks running down on kickoff. So I got to ask you though, you know, coming into the COVID year, this is the weirdest and most unnatural year for athletics in in modern sports history. What was the most difficult part of your freshman season, given the, the circumstances surrounding this year? I would say just not meeting in person, you know, trying to learn like all the plays and stuff like that. And, you know, getting to actually know their coach, you know, 
just that was zooming it. It was just kind of difficult just because some people aren't, you know, uh, like, uh, let me write it down. Like I, me, I rather, I'm a visual learner. Like I rather go to the field and draw the play. Like we're actually people instead of writing it on my, in like in a playbook, but I still do that, but I rather see it in person too, instead of just seeing everything in my notebook. We got to get you out to those Tampa Bay area high schools next year in the, in the <laughs> end of the summer. Cause you hey, would be a good receiver hey, for TB12 to throw to. My mom yeah. just moved down there. Hey, those Tampa schools, man, they're <laughs> legit. They're legit. So, hey, you talked about you being a freshman coming in in such a weird year. Now that you've gone through a year like that and we're still seeing some remains of this weird COVID football, you know, Zoom, things like that, what are some words of advice to the players that are coming in new to the program, freshmen coming out of high school, whatever it may be? I feel like, you know, at the same time, we can't do nothing to actually fix this besides – wear masks, you know, try to, you know, do the social distance. But at the same time, it's going to help just because, like, you can't go out in person. But at the same time, that's going to eventually come just because if you do your guidelines, because our stuff actually came. But I feel like it actually still helped just because it teaches you another way to do stuff and learn stuff. So I feel like just whatever your coach says, you know, and tries to make you do is doing it so you can see it the next way so he's really helping you so I gotta ask you you talked about playing quarterback in high school we've seen some great wide receivers throw passes in big moments we saw it a couple years ago here at at NIU with Michael Love if you were put in the op or put in the position uh, similar to like the Jameis play against the Bucks where they ran Jameis on the the motion are you going to be hitting that guy deep of course yes (laughs) What made you what what made you change from uh, from quarterback to receiver? Did you play both in high school, or had you played receiver at all growing up? Yeah, at first, at first I was a running back growing up, but then at the time our quarterback literally quit, so I had I had an arm and I was fast, so I was like I might as well try out quarterback. So I went through high school playing. I was an athlete in high school. I played quarterback. I did a little wide receiver. I played DB and I was on spe- all special teams. Did but you I ever? See- did you ever see the bench like for even a moment? <laughs> uh, I seen the bench like when we blew out teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. I always love uh, seeing kids like that. We had a, a kid that I played uh, high school ball with. That was the same way. It was like free safety, kick returner, punt returner, offense, a little bit of everything. So you were kind of like the Superman over there at uh, your high school. I got to ask you, though, you know, as we start to wrap up, and I know we didn't have fans last year and the cardboard cutouts couldn't talk, but – do you have any words to uh, Husky Nation or, or our listeners? Uh, all I want to say is last year didn't define us. You know, we still, we're going to come out this year with, you know, a lot of work that y'all wouldn't even, like, wouldn't expect. Just don't sleep on NIU or, you know, NIU football. Go Huskies. I absolutely love to hear that. And then, you know, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to most about the 2021 season? Because we do, you know, this year it was all only MAC conference games. Next year you get you get to travel to the big house. Please run one back while you're out there, dude. You will that that will be a video that will be etched in NIU football history. We're gonna manifest that and speak that into existence. But you're gonna get a a, a real experience of you know the big huge crowds and and all the craziness of college football because this year by no stretch was a normal year. 
but you made the best of it. You got the all-conference honors, the all-American honors. You're able to work your way up. Like I said at the beginning, walk on to scholarship player and and someone that you know we can expect to be a force for NIU here the next couple of years. Where can our followers and our listeners follow you at on social media for your journey? Instagram, it is underscore dot king trey with two y's dot underscore and twitter it's rudolph trayvon and my facebook is trayvon rudolph i just want to thank you trayvon for coming on and like i said i I was i was someone who really praised you a lot this year and like i said i mean i can't remember the last time i was at a football game and had my phone out on the window on the glass waiting for a kickoff return i was waiting to be the first one to tweet that out but hey i know at the big house next year I'm going to be the one that posted on Twitter. I know Brandon's going to be in the end zone or wherever, but <laughs> I'm going to find a way to post that video because if I'm not on the sideline jumping and running down there following, and I'm being the dude on ESPN. Like, Remember, no cheering in the press box, Ethan. I learned that. Oh, no, I know. We're going to be on the Tyrese got me in trouble my first game, bro. I, I, It was the Western Michigan game. He had that, like, 85-yarder where he rolled over a dude, and I didn't know any better. It was my first game up there, but – we're, we're different. We're fans. We're reporters. We're, we're all of the above. But yeah, you have a very bright future ahead of you, man. We really do appreciate you on behalf of the ONTAP Sports and Huskies ONTAP for joining us here on today's show. Don't forget to check out our friends over at Manscaped. Use promo code ONTAP to receive 20% off. But today we were joined by All Mac, All American, All Everything for NIU, Trayvon Rudolph. Be on the lookout for that name next season. We got a bright future ahead of us. But we got nothing else for you guys, and go Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard